Welcome back to another episode of Let's Just Talk About It podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. And if you're here for the first time, this platform was created to give genuine people just like you an opportunity to share a portion of your life's journey. So with that being said, I decided to end the year with one of my favorite episodes that I did with my friend Mark Virgil about how we live to talk about life growing up in the section of Portsmouth, Virginia called Cavalier Manor. So you don't want to miss this amazing conversation. As a matter of fact, do me a favor. Go and grab your husband, your wife, your children, or even call a friend and gather around to listen to my conversation with Mark Virgil on Let's Just Talk About It podcast. Hey, let's jump right in. What's up, Mark? Hey, hey, how you doing, Chef? How you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for being on. Let's just talk about it, man. Just wanted to have you on. We've been talking about it for a while. Uh, we share part of each other's story. So it's good to have you on to share part of your journey. So, Mark, we started hanging around 94, 95, right? We always knew each other before then, but we actually started hanging really in like 94, 95. Yeah, yep. Man, um, how was it for you before we met? How was it for you growing up in your household, Mark? Uh, before, um... Man, my household was actually fun. You know, I was surrounded by women, actually. Mm-hmm. Raised by my mom, my grandmother, and my aunt. It was a good household, actually. Yeah. You know, just seen a whole lot, you know, experienced a whole lot. And yeah. it felt like, it felt like, actually, the episode of Good Time. Why you say that? <laughs> you know, because you just experienced everything. The good, the bad, uh, what goes on in the house, stays in the house. You okay. Know, you know, lights out. Yeah. You know, water off. Still smile like everything was on, but uh, going next door to get sugar. But it was fun. It was I mean, it was a lot of love in your household. You never yeah. knew, like you said, you never knew about it. It was it was all love in the house. Okay, both of us were had this thing called drug addiction. Man, we used heroin. Yes. So yes. let's go back okay. to ninety to the nineties. Let's go back to okay. the nineties. All right. Where did you start? What made you start using heroin? Man, man what made me start? Man, it was it was uh. My last football game mm. of my senior year. Wow. I didn't know you played and, football. Yeah, my last football game of my senior year. Mm. And we was at McDonald's. A neighborhood friend of mine, you know him also. Yeah. But we was together and, gotcha. you know, they was doing it and I tried it. Mm. And they said, you're going to throw up. They said, you're going to do this. You're gonna do that. And I did nothing, but I just got high. And, and I actually, I didn't throw up. So I said, I'm bigger than that. So I mm-hmm. said, I got this until later on that summer when I found out what a, uh, what a habit, habit was. <laughs> yeah. And that's when it, that's when it started to get real. You realized it. Yeah. Yeah. And then once, once I graduated high school, so it found out that, you know, the money's not going to come by my parents or yeah. what have you. And, you know, one thing led to another and, we had to work, you know, still uh, sell drugs to get drugs. And, you know, we yeah. know comes with that. Got you. So so the reason why I wanted to bring it up, man, because somebody might be listening who has a son, daughter, or or mother, father, who's 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 out there, man, on that same thing. And so I just wanted to talk about it because why did we do it? And I think it the, oh, man. the, the first reason for me was it was fun. But like you said, mm-hmm. after a while, you start getting a habit and when Mm -hmm. you can't get that heroin in your nose you get what we call ill you know and Mm -hmm. that's a terrible feeling man so i think there's a lot of people who want to who want to get off but it's hard so talk to me about that man your thoughts Mm. about it i mean my thoughts about it man it's um it's one of them things that uh when it's going good it's good and when it's not it's going bad Mm. and um you know, it just changed your whole mind of thinking. Right. You know, um, you just you just lose yourself. You do, man. 
it just crumbled. It just the wall just crumbling. Yeah. And then you know I've always heard this thing: jails, institutions, and death. Mm-hmm. And huh, yes, I did experience every one of those, and even the death part. You know, um, when I came home in 2018. Okay. I don't. I don't even say I came home 2018. Mm-hmm. I wasn't home long enough. You know, I was home for uh, 31 days, and in the halfway house, I came in contact with fentanyl. Mm. I didn't know it at the time. Right. But I did, and I went out. Wow. When you say went out, what do you mean I by OD. that? So so people I can OD. understand. You're OD, okay. Yes, I overdosed. And uh, one of the guys that was with me overdosed also, mm. and he didn't make it. Wow. You you made it, but he didn't. Yes. Wow. He made it. I mean, I made it, he did And um, that was a, a scary, very scary situation. Okay. That's a good that's a good segue into this. Like I said, you never know who's listening. So explain to the listening audience that scare that you had. What did you go through when you had OD? What was the experience like? Man, the experience was that it's a feeling that you get in your body that you know something's wrong. Mm. And that uh, it's, a real, it's, it's real when they say your whole life flashes for me. Mm. You know, and um, I didn't actually feel any pain. No, I ain't feel no pain. Like I was yelling, screaming on. I just laid down, and that's all I remember is laying down. And I woke up in the in, in the ambulance with my feet moving. Mm. And all I remember is the ambulance driver saying, "Well, you almost you almost ain't make it." You know. Um, so as he I, as he's saying this, you're conscious. How 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 was you feeling? The feel was a a, a feeling of it wasn't me. Mm. Somebody had me. And, and and I know and I know who had me. Yeah, you know, um, I definitely know that after 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 that experience, mm-hmm. I know it's another place that we're going when it's our time to go. Yeah, after that experience, after that experience, because your life flashed back before you. Yes, wow. and um, I was just I was just in a place that where it's kind of hard to explain it because people won't believe believe you when they say that. But I was I was I was still moving, mm-hmm. not in the not in the physical form, right? But I was, I was like, I was transitioning, but it was just that I thought I was transitioning. I was like sucked through a vacuum hose, and I was sucked back mm. into life, pulled out, and then pulled back in. Yeah. So you realize your life was almost gone. Exactly. Wow. Why do you Why do you think people know that fentanyl? If I'm saying it right, is is cut in the dope. Why do you think people keep doing it knowing there's a possibility? That is a million dollar question because it's like for some people, all it takes is that one time. Right. And then they done. But some people like to roll the dice. Russian roulette. Russian roulette. And that's what it is. It's Russian roulette. You know, and um, the guy who didn't make it, I remember my last conversation. Mm-hmm. And one of the last conversations we had was he was like, he was tired and uh, he know he never he's never going to amount to nothing. And, mm. and I was like, no, you can't think like that. So, I mean, I don't know what was his uh, religion and like that. I don't know that. Right. But I know I still have some good to go and, and a life to live. So, yeah. As I stated before, Mark, we share part of each other's story. And there was an incident that we had in 95, I believe, me and you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we was coming from work or going to Norfolk, one of the two. Um, the 92 Geo Prism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I think it was in the morning time. Yeah, we was on our way to work, on our way to Norfolk, and we had a long night. I had a long night staying up, and I picked you up to go to work, and we driving on the interstate, 264, on our way to the tunnel, and I saw you going out, tired, closing mm-hmm. your eyes, and I was like, man, please stay up, because I felt myself 
going mm-hmm. out. And the next thing I know, both of us fall asleep and I'm driving 60, 60 probably miles per hour. And mm-hmm. I hit the medium. I and, remember. Yes. And the whole car went on the medium and spent all mean. the way around, mm-hmm. all on the interstate. And we yeah. got all the way to the other side and stopped. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. And the window was broken and all of yeah. that, man. But we survived that. But the craziest thing, <laughs> when, <laughs> not to say when I said don't I, sue me. <laughs> I t- I t- I, the first thing I said, man, please don't sue me. I won't worry about my life because back then people would sue you for an accident <laughs> quick. So, uh so we got out the car, man. The next thing we did, man, got the car towed back to the house, your house, mm-hmm. and jumped right back in and went to go get high again. Crazy, man. Went right to the job. Yep. Got some money. Did it all over again. So I guess the mindset, man, your body just craved for it. And that's what we did. You know, to answer that million-dollar question, I guess, you know, when you when you got it in your body, there's an urge that you just got to feel it, man, when you, um, when you get it in your system. Yeah. Wow. And so we had some crazy times together, man, but we survived a lot. Um during during that time of your incarceration, during that mm-hmm. time of your let's talk about this, man. During that time of your incarceration, I want to go here because I want the listening audience to understand that when you make a decision to be out there, man, there's a cost to it. Because while you was incarcerated, you lost your mom. Mm-hmm. In, in the midst of that You know what I mean And like you stated man You lose a lot You lose a lot of time You lose people You lose trust But you lost your mom How was that for you? How was that experience for you During that time? Man Wow I think for me That was The hardest Wow I think for me That was The hardest thing Is to lose your mother But we don't think of things like that when yeah. we are yeah, here doing yeah. what we're doing miles an hour yeah you know we think that they gonna live forever yeah and we're gonna bury them you know but uh to this day you still feel like it i got the news and uh, it's hard <clears throat> it's, it's, it's definitely hard but i know she know that i'm doing what i'm supposed to do now right so that will keep me pushing it's um to be that son to be that uh, nephew, to be mm-hmm. that cousin, to be that brother, you know, to be that uncle, you know, just yeah. uh, to be that person, be that man that, that she always wanted me to be, you know. And I did talk to her and told her that it was okay. And the day after I talked to her was the day that she had died. So, uh, you know, that that was by far the hardest because, you know, that was my baby. And, um... That's what keep me going now. So while you was incarcerated, you you talked to her and you said it was all right to go. And the next day, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, she wow. was on hospice and um and she couldn't talk, but she could just she she, she could mumble. And I, I I you know I talked to her and you know let her know it's okay. And the next day she was she was gone. Beautiful mom, man. Shout out to mom, man. She was she was beautiful. She was loving. Um, just looked out for us, man, and and wanted to make sure we was all right. And, yeah, most uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to mom, man. So what are you up to now, Mark? What are you up to now? How how are you? You know, how do you get through the day now? Is 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 just hard work and 
uh, work, you know, and just uh, be there for the family. Yeah. You know, because like, you know, right now it's like, you know, what goes on all that outside of society right now is, is, is mayhem, man. What's what do you what are your thoughts about the youth today, man? What are your thoughts about that? Because I know we I know we did some things. I know we were in the streets. Every generation is wild, you know, but yes. what do you think the difference is from our time in the 90s to these times in the 2000s? You know, it's 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 um I've heard it and at one time I didn't I didn't really believe it, but mm-hmm. I think you know, um, now it's, it's more to it that, you know, um, the men, mm-hmm. is, is, is no fathers out there. Okay. You know, it's, 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 I, I'm not saying the women can't do it because they, they can. But, you know, the house is divided and it's just, you know, there's no father figures out there. And, mm-hmm. and, and their father figures in the street. They're learning from the street. They're learning from the street. Yeah. You know, and you see it, and you see it every day. You know, on um, on YouTube and um, all the different websites, and and the kids are learning uh, at an early age mm. of, of you know growing up so fast. Bad, and, yeah. And, and the respect factor is is no respect nowhere. Yeah. Then everybody got guns, and and it's it's. I thought they said that this last generation was a lost generation, mm. but uh, this one. This one here is just um, kind of sad, yeah, actually. It is, man. So let me ask you this, man. Um, if you could go back, Mark, and I love to ask people this question, man. If you could go mm-hmm. back to your younger self, what would you say to him? Ooh. <laughs> what would you say to your I, younger I, self? If I go back to my younger self. Right. Mm, so that's a good question. Yeah. What would you say to him, man? What would you say to Mark, teenager Mark? Don't, teenager Mark, don't be afraid of failure. Wow. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Don't be afraid of failure. Because we're gonna fail. Okay. We're, we're, we're gonna right. fail. But it's about how you get up from failure. Okay. Okay. You know, because uh, fear is something else, man. Mm-hmm. Because some people just me. I didn't say some people. Me. I was afraid to fail. Yeah. I think everybody. so. Some things. Some things that I'm afraid of. I mm-hmm. stay away from. Got you. Wow. That's that's loaded. So you would tell your younger self, "Don't be afraid to fail." Don't be afraid to fail. Okay. Got that's you. It. So when you when you say you stay away from it. What do you mean by that? What does that yeah, look like? like? You know, just in case, like, um, if it's a uh, a job opportunity, something that I can't get, mm-hmm. or I was scared mm-hmm. of, you know, because of the application or whatever. Yeah. Or not going to hire me because of this or that. I wouldn't even try. Got you. Stop trying. I'll, I'll stay away. I'll just go do something else instead of trying. Yeah. And then you know, and and another another one was uh, always complete. You know, you got you got to complete. Because me, I, I would procrastinate, won't finish nothing. Mm. But that's that's part of you know whatever goal we set for ourselves. We have yeah. we have to you know stay with it, assist till we get it. So that's deep, man. You <laughs> you opening up some some good stuff. You talk about being afraid to fail and not trying because you feel you feel sometimes you will fail. Do you yeah. think that? Let's answer this though. Do you think that's good? You know, in terms of not even trying. Mm. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you can live in regret, I believe. You can live in regret if you don't try something. So although you're afraid of it, if you if you if it doesn't work, you could say at least I tried. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's almost like you finding out that like like my neighbor when we was young, mm-hmm. he had the biggest dog, dog growl, bark all day. Yeah. But when I went when I went in the house, I found out that the dog was wasn't as big as bad as, as the park was. <laughs> right. 
Because sometimes you find out that what you was afraid of was, wasn't hard at all to do. Wasn't nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's why I say you'll never know unless you try. You do it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I guess that, that falls into procrastination. Why try? You hesitate. You know, we hesitate. Because all of us got a little bit of that fear in us. The fear of failure. What if it doesn't work? What if, what if I try? And I look crazy, you know what I mean? So we procrastinate. So I think all of that goes together. And all of us got that that part of us in us, man, you know. So, you know, you never know who's listening to this podcast, man, who needs to hear that. Because sometimes we feel like we're the only ones who got a struggle. And the reality is all of us got something we wrestle with. Yeah. And uh, it takes somebody to be transparent, to know, hey, I'm not by myself. Somebody else feels like I feel. That's right. And and that's the whole thing about this podcast, man. Let's just talk about it. And I always say it's a platform geared toward giving genuine people just like you, man, an opportunity to share a portion of your story because our stories are like books. And when people open it up, they be like, man, that I'm not the only one. But mm-hmm. people got to have the courage to share and be vulnerable with their their stories because your story is just not for you you helping somebody else man so that's how i look at it so that's why i call it let's just talk about it (laughs) put it on the table let's go let's get it out the way man so um one last question man what would you tell a younger person that you see in the street and you got his ear he wants to listen to you what would you tell him ah so you got some good questions chuck (laughs) make you think man you know you know hey look man now this i would tell him life Life is short. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you got to take life, man. Take life serious. Yeah. Sometimes a no is better than a yes. That's good. Because sometimes we all, sometimes a lot of times we say yes, it don't mm-hmm. mean it. And just, you know, just, just accept life on life's terms, man. You yeah. know, don't, don't make things harder than what it is. Yeah. I would add to that too, man. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it man. before you react. Because that one reaction may huh. lead to a life term, life sentence. You know? And we've seen it. Yeah, over and over again. So I would say calm down, think about it before you react. Mark, I really appreciate you being on. But before we go, would you like to shout anybody out before we sign off? Oh, man, I just like, like to, um, you know, shout my family out. Yeah. You know, all my loved ones yeah. and um, everybody that's listening. And just, and just, just thank God. Man, thanks again for having this conversation with me. We've been bros for a long time, and I really appreciate you. We've seen a lot of crazy stuff together. but uh, Look at us now. God is good, man. Appreciate you being on Let's Just Talk About It, part one, our story, Mark and Chuck. Okay. <laughs> hey, love you, man. I love you too, Chuck. All right, bro. Wow, what an amazing conversation. Shout out to my friend Mark Virgil again for doing that interview with me. And uh, I hope everybody has a happy new year. Be safe. And in 2024, I hope to have brand new episodes, you know, just to listen to genuine conversations with genuine people just like yourself. So, again, happy new year. And I appreciate all the support that you've given. Let's just talk about it. Podcast. Talk to you soon.